genre. I'll edit it so you sound more handsome than us. So, <laughs> Fine, Jeb. So he sounds more handsome than me, but yeah, not you. That's what I thought. I, I don't know if I can make him sound more handsome than you. Welcome back, listeners, to Toy Story Minute, the podcast where we talk about Toy Story 2 Civil War. One minute at a time. My name is John. My name is Jeb. And we have with us Eric, but, like, not the same Eric we had on last season. Nope. But, like, well, we might have that Eric on again, but Maybe. still. We'll see. This is Eric from Flash Gordon Minute, which is a thing. Yes, hello. Every minute I've decided this season that I'm going to insert a different sequel title in, because Toy Story 2 is just boring, so this it's one's... It's just Toy Story 2, it's not, it doesn't have any... Well, I, I feel like this one should be Civil War, like, in the Captain Maricos. Yeah, I Because... Got that. The toys are fighting each other. Yep. Okay. Get it? I do. Like when, like that was when, silly. Like when Spider-Man then took the shield from the guy. Yeah. It's just like that. Literally. Anyway, this minute, minute nine, starts with Buster diving into a backpack to take mm-hmm. on our boy, Mr. Mr. Woodrow. Hanks. Mr. Hanks. Do you think Woody is short for Woodrow in this case? <laughs> oh, that's what you were going for. Yeah. I have no idea. Because, I mean, he's only called Woody or Woody Pride. Oh my god, Kitty, are you serious? Sorry, the cat just knocked down the microphone. <laughs> I think it's because he knows you're talking about a dog. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah that's what it is. He's, up, he's got, you know, other, other species anger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, and this minute ends with the evil Dr. Porkchop. Telling Sheriff Woody that he must choose, but we don't know what he's going to choose yet. Okay, free will. Calm down. Free will, yes. Well, that's an illusion, because we're all bundles of chemicals, formed in brains. choose free will. Anyway, I really like the whole Buster sequence that we got keep going from last minute. Yeah. With the whole finding Woody. I, he, he, like, sniffs him out, I guess? Yeah, apparently. I mean, he does some trial and error. Right. But it's mostly him being excited knocking things over from mm-hmm. last minute. So, does Woody have, like, a smell to it? Probably smells like cloth and plastic. Yeah, but so does, like... Everything else? Yeah, yeah. Like, these other toys have to smell similar. Like, right. it's not like he can sniff it from Andy. This is Andy's room. Right, that's fair. Yeah, it it's a whole thing. I don't yeah. know. I love the connection that Woody and Buster have, because it's just, like, it's so much closer than Buster and Andy I have. Know. It's, it's a great gag yeah, for this. This minute is. is basically that, you know? Yep. The whole uh, little little kitty thing. Which, when Ham... Little kitty thing? Little doggy thing. Yeah. <laughs> when Ham says that it's a new record, it, when it, and says it's 13.5 seconds on Mr. Spell, it was actually 13.5 seconds. I went back and checked. It was? Between when Buster enters the room and when Buster yanks Woody out. It's 13.5 seconds. Exactly. Nice. Good on you, Pixar. Yeah, go I mean, you. I guess, like, they didn't even have to record a line saying 13.5 seconds, which, that's a new record, too. So, is Woody getting worse at hiding, or is yeah. Buster getting better at finding? I think Buster is getting better. Does Woody, I mean, he doesn't always hide in the backpack, right? I mean, where would you hide in that room if you're trying to evade a dog for Under a little game? Bed. I don't know. That's kind of visible to a dog's height. I would go in the toy box. That's a good idea. Better idea. It's the it's the best idea. I, I think the backpack is good if he completely zips it up. I mean, a dog is not opening up a zipper on a backpack. Yeah, dogs don't have thumbs. Yeah. Well, I feel like the backpack isn't always there because it's for Andy packing for cowboy camp, right? Right. I mean, I assume that's what he takes mm, to true. cowboy camp. I forget. 
That'll be next minute, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, like that's just a handy little thing. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's good, and I love Woody and Buster's whole whole deal there with Woody's trick, like yep. the stick him up. Yep. Which I feel like that's kind of a callback to with Etch a Sketch last movie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Etch a Sketch feels jealous? Aww. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's just Woody incorporating another member into mm-hmm. the family. Which Buster is kind of like a toy, you know? Of sorts. The, the only difference kind really of. between a pet and a toy in this universe is that, like, you know that the pet's alive. You right. don't know the toy's alive. Right. And Basically. I guess the, the pet is not... Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, when I was very little, my sort of, my Woody was Ralph the Dog from the Muppets. That's that's the toy that was with me everywhere. I love the um, And I said, I you know I grew up. I'm born in '75, so I grew up late '70s, early '80s. So all about the Muppet Show. Yeah. So you know I can relate to Toy Story stuff because would you know I had the relationship with Ralph, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But then yeah, once I was older and my family got a cat, you know, and I bonded with him, and it was sort of like the Ralph of me being older, you know. <laughs> so I can see how Buster fits. In with yeah. the toys. It's like when a family has, like, a new baby and the other kid's jealous or something. Yeah. Almost. I don't know if we ever discussed this. Did you have, like, an iconic toy that was, like, your Woody when you were a kid, Jeff? I did not, know. Because I remember specifically, speaking of Rolf, I had a Beanie Baby that was a Doberman, and it was named Doby. Remember Beanie Babies? I do. Everyone sure, sure. Investment? Yep. Sure. Yeah, great <laughs> idea, wasn't it? And Doby, yeah, of course. I think I have a sack full of them in my parents' basement somewhere. Yep. That sounds about right. <laughs> it's always fun playing with a toy where you cannot remove the tag. Because, because then it, it loses value. All the value it definitely has. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great that like a kid has like a favorite toy, and it changes over time, too, as we saw kind of in the last movie mm-hmm. which you know whole thing how woody is kind of even more than andy he he's buster's kind of owner yeah because woody's an adult yep despite the Being weird tiny. age thing yeah yeah where he's like at once 40 something but he's always been that old yeah yeah if this takes place in 96 then which that's a whole kettle of fish that we got into a little bit yeah then woody's 44 was it 52 he was made? I forget. But then he's always been kind of the same mental age. Right. So it's a weird whole question and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Woody's little scratches. <laughs> I love it. I want to get, like, the little plastic fingers. It's great. Yeah. It's amazing. It, it's... Do you think those hard plastic hands feel good on a dog's stomach? Oh, I, I bet. Probably. I mean, like, they'll scratch themselves up against, like, a, an animate object. This Anything. is just, like... It's kind of like a back scratcher. Yeah. Like, you know, like, when you have a stick or something. Yeah. It's One of those, like, claw, kind of thing. the claw type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it, it, it works. Yeah. It I mean, does. not always. I don't think I would always prefer the cold touch of plastic to human touch because I'm not, like, a... I don't even know what that would mean. Just, mm-hmm. like, some weird man living in a plastic world. But, I don't know, I feel like a dog would be cool with it. Woody's not, like, warm or anything, though. No, I don't think so. Probably cold. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. I guess the dog wouldn't mind that much. It's not like Woody's, like, huge and, like, exuding his coldness all over the buster. But, yeah, that's the whole thing. Then Andy comes in with his whole, uh, his whole cowboy getup. I love it. He's got an actually, I found out a lot about his shirt. Oh, yeah? And he has a Triple R Ranch shirt, which that's a reference to a cereal that was part of, like, a cereal, like, S-E-R-I-A-L. 
that was part of the Mickey Mouse Club way back in like the 50s called Spin and Marty. <laughs> Not Rick and Morty? Yeah, yes, the the intellectual anime Rick and Morty. Spin and Marty, basically it's this rich kid named Marty goes to a ranch to visit and he's like this is dumb it's not rich city I stuff i don't like this because it's different <laughs> it's a classic snobs versus slobs yep. where spin the slob in the scenario is like dude i'm poor but i like horses and stuff cool we're on a ranch whatever let's be friends let's horse around oh, oh my god <laughs> but in this the kids, they're at Triple R Ranch, and they wear the exact shirt that Andy's wearing. Oh, yeah? Like, I saw the Wikipedia picture for Spin and Marty. They both have a shirt that's like Triple R Ranch with the whole triangle and all that. Hmm. It's the exact same shirt, which makes me wonder, is Andy, like, did his mom get this for him based on the Woody thing? Because this is 50s cowboy culture. This is exactly right. Woody's roundup. Right. But... Woody doesn't know about Woody's Roundup yet. No, he does not. But I bet... Does Andy? Or does his mom? I think his mom might. So she just got on this shirt and was like, you're into 50s cowboy stuff? And he's just like, sure, but I don't know what this is. Right. I, I mean, how is a six, seven-year-old kid going to know about Ben and Marty? Maybe that's not the important thing. Maybe he just likes the that's shirt. Ranch. That's yeah. Ranch. Yeah. He can be a cowboy. Mm-hmm. I don't know, is this, do you think it's an old shirt then? Like, it maybe belonged to his dad, or like... That's a pretty a good possibility thing? as well. Yeah, because we get a lot into Woody's origins and the whole mm -hmm. being passed down thing in this movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I like it because, again, it's, it's John Lasseter showing, like, how much he's into 50s cowboy stuff. Yeah. And, it, and by extension, how much this movie is into 50s yeah. cowboy stuff. It's all the nostalgia. Yeah, that nostalgia. Yeah. And ultimately, I mean, this movie's kind of anti-nostalgic. Yeah, it's more like forget about your past, move on, or live in the present. Maybe that one. It, it's weird because it's also about like being a kid with a toy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, which is weird because Andy's barely in this movie. <laughs> True. I think this is the least he's in this movie at all. Because after this week, we see him in a dream sequence and then at the end. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like Andy's barely here, but almost as important, maybe arguably more important. Our favorite character Andy's mom comes back. Yes. But she looks really different. She does. She has new hair and like it, it's cut differently and it's a different color. New hair. And new her new year, makeup new hair. is different and her skull structure and body type and face just entirely like the only real similarity is her voice yeah she's still our favorite laurie metcalf in that one movie that's real popular now what, what is it the ladybird ladybird yes i always think of King now of the Hill. yeah <laughs> which is also ladybird. Which is then a reference to uh linda b johnson's wife and she was doing ah. a job. She's also what English people call Ladybug. Wow. Yeah. Fun. I don't know if any of that has to do with Ladybird because I haven't seen it yet. Right, me neither. But Ladybird did recently defeat Toy Story 2 for the best reviewed movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. So our info from last week is completely old. Null and void. Yeah. Fake news. Old fake news, outdated old memes. That's what we're all about. Yep. <laughs> but that's like a whole thing. What happened to Andy's mom? I mean, obviously they redesigned her because they got better with making humans. And I think she moved, and she was like, "Gotta change new house, new year, new me." But like, her face looks different, right? I mean, yeah, it does. She does not look at all. The, she looks older. I mean, she she is older, but not by much. A year. Yeah, 
I don't know. I also have this weird esoteric theory, okay? Because we've established in Toy Story Minute Canon that Andy's mom prefers the company of other women. Of women, yep. Yes. <laughs> She's our, our gay icon. Andy's dad notwithstanding. But is this, maybe, Andy's mom got remarried to... Not, like, technically married because this was the 90s. Domestic um, partnership. Yeah. To another woman who is then another Mrs. Davis. And then Andy had another parent die. Oh my god. And this is a new That is so Mrs. sad. Davis who with just the happens same to voice. sound the exact same. Yes. And just like treats the kids the same way. Or maybe this is a I body snatchers it. thing? What's, I mean, well not even body snatchers because it's like reverse body snatchers. Right. Did she, voice snatchers? Did she switch bodies with like a different person like in cartoons but their voices for some reason Don't were switch. the same? Yeah. I hate that when that yeah. happens. Yeah. Like, why, your voice would be... Their the, voice. The body. Your yeah. voice voice, your body, not your, your brain. Right. I don't know, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Really bugs me, especially in... God, what was it? Like, a Kim, there was a Kim Possible episode. This is a weird reference to make. But there was a Kim Possible episode where she switched with the dude in that. Ron Stoppable? Yes. <laughs> Just stupid fun. But their voices switched too, and it's like, why is this woman's body making a boy voice? That doesn't <laughs> yeah. make any sense. It's I don't know. It's weird. Like when they switch bodies. Like, yeah. Yeah. The vocal it. cords and the brains. Yeah. That's all. Yep. <laughs> it's always such an interesting idea of the body switching thing, but that's all my ideas for what Andy's mom might have done. <laughs> Eric, do you have any theories on Andy's mom's new entire look? <laughs> <laughs> I like that theory, but I, I agree that the, the same voice thing would be very creepy, though. Yeah. Yeah. That points to it being the same person also simplicity's sake yeah but just like she's so different looking yeah also the fact that this can be easily explained by the fact that they got better computers yeah yeah because i mean before it was basically like youngish woman with ponytail and now it's like actually looks like a human person because like she was the least detailed yeah of the human i mean she wasn't as badly done as like hannah but she's like yeah she, she wasn't like super specific right in features right I don't know. I almost feel like they haven't done this yet, so I don't think they ever would do this, but what if they did, like, a George Lucas go back and replace Andy's mom, but with this design of Andy's mom? Ooh. Just, like, put her randomly in there, and she looks totally out of place. Be... Like the terrible Jabba the Hutt in the a new movie. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's just, like, it's just, like, really bad CGI, and Han Solo, like, steps on his tail, yep. which would totally make a space gangster want to kill you, but... They just ignore it because it was a dude in a random yep. costume before. Yep. Ugh. Love it. Such a weird thing to do. So Andy's mom is a do-back running in front of the camera, basically, uh, is what I'm saying. Okay. No insults to her because she's wonderful. She takes good care of her children, but not her children's toys. But that's a whole thing. Well, kind of. In this movie, she does take good care of her children's toys. Yeah. Last movie, she did the whole stepping on the soldier thing, but, like, this movie, be very nice to Woody. Mm-hmm. Well, ne next minute, uh, I got I have some thoughts, and I'm going to save it, though, for what she does in the next minute. Oh, yeah, that's yep. that's important for Woody's whole arc here, kind of. Then they have the whole five minutes thing, which, let's be real, folks. Folks, you ever, you ever see this? This is my stand-up. This is my five-minute... Uh, might be a redneck. You ever, your mom says, or the wife, the wife, the wife says like, hey, we're gonna go in five minutes, and then like, 20 minutes later, you're like, <laughs> five minutes? I feel like this is that situation. Yeah. 
Because just like five minutes is not really five. That, you like, said five minutes yeah. ten minutes ago. I mean, five minutes isn't really ever five minutes. It's just no. like a small amount of time. Right. It's like saying a moment. Yep. Or like, wait a minute. It doesn't mean 60 seconds, unless you're talking about Toy Story Minute. Right. Or Flash Gordon Minute. Or any other of the Minute podcasts. Visit moviesbyminutes.com to see more today branding. Yep. <laughs> but. Dueling genre. Dueling genre. But, more branding. <laughs> more branding. And well, in those five minutes, I mean, he, he he's got the Green Army Men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got such an elaborate setup there. I mean, how did he do that? And and it's, it, it would, in theory, it would be in less than five minutes because then he's playing, he's got right. the whole yeah, it's like setup going minutes. on, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because we see, I mean, in this minute alone, we see Bo Peep suspended by, like, a, a twine. Yeah. We see right. Evil Dr. Porkchop, a new character, as far as we know, on the army men boxes. All the army men, like, lined up yep. precisely. Yep. Okay, this is like a, I mean, you've seen, like, shots of, like, that old Nazi propaganda movie, Triumph of the Wills, where, like, all the Nazis are, like, lined up, and they're yeah. all, like... This is exactly that. Yep. Is this Andy's intent? Or is it just because it's the camera angle? I think it's... Because this is like a, a weird... I don't think Andy knows... Well... Which, I, I don't want to say homage, because it's not like an homage, but it is like kind of a... I mean, because it's not like they're honoring it or anything. I think it but just like, looks so, intimidating. Like, uh, like, Force Awakens does the same thing. Yeah. Where it's like all the soldiers... Mm-hmm. Up. You know, a yeah. lot of movies do this. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I want the idea of Andy like flipping through the the... TV and seeing the History Channel and being like, oh, cool, soldiers. <laughs> cool, soldiers. Hey, they're lined up neat. Man, I don't like this guy with the mustache. What if he was a pig with a hat? <laughs> Which, let's be real, hot take, Adolf Hitler would have been better if he was indeed just a pig with a hat. Put that out there. That's my strong you know, from the, opinion. <laughs> from the low angle, when, they first, when you first see him, it almost looks like it's a toupee, not a hat on. <laughs> yeah, that's... That sounds better. <laughs> also, I, I like that we see him with a hat in all three Toy Stories, with specifically Mr. Potato Head's hat, because in the first movie he got it. Strip poker. Battleship. Strip, strip battleship, battleship poker. Well, whatever, same difference. And in the next one we get actual evil Dr. Porkchop doing stuff. Ah, oh, it's so great. I love him in the hat. It just works. He's pulling it off. Oh man, now I want to see him in like a full suit. Yeah. I want to see him with, like, a little like a little tie and everything. With a tuxedo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, doing, like, the evil, like, James Bond villain thing. Yeah. Holding up a sheet of money or whatever. Also, he's British. Yeah. <laughs> How is she not? Oh, that's next. Hey. Wait, he says, but he says, you must choose, Sheriff Woody, which is <laughs> yeah. all very British. Yeah. Like, Well, you just said Bond. Bond yeah, villains, well, I so. guess so. Well, Bond, British is, people are always Bond is British, not villains. villains. Yeah. His well, villains aren't always British. There's a reason, I'm trying to remember, this is just my trivia brain thinking, because I'm thinking of, like, in Star Wars, all the villains are British and stuff. Villains are often British because, for a while, it was a huge tax incentive, and I think it might still be, to film in, like, England and the hmm. UK area. Who knows anymore because of all the weird economic stuff going on there. So, like, to have, as long as you employed British actors... You can film in yeah, England. Yeah, and you get, like, a tax incentive for it. Nice. And the thing is, if you, you know, most movies are going to be made either in India or Hollywood. Most of what we see is, you know, Western uh, stuff made in, in, in you know, yeah. California. So what we see is often you're going to have American as the protagonist. So who do you have as your high-billed British star? 
but your villain. You right. Know? So it often makes often sense. Happens. Yeah. And I like that Andy has picked up on just yep. oh, villains are British. <laughs> that's I mean that's always if you see a, a British game. person walking down the street, avoid them. They're probably we, we just associate it like right. so, like oh god I hate to reference it but Family Guy for some reason Stewie is a British baby even though he's born to American parents just because in the first seasons he was evil and that was like his joke right. before he became like weird gay child yeah, questionably gay yeah which oh that's a funny joke good, jo- good <laughs> gay job baby. <laughs> gay baby more like oh nice. He's friends with the dog. They talk. They both talk. They shouldn't talk. Get it? Oh, I say this about when we're talking about a movie where toys talk. <laughs> <they shouldn't> talk. <laughs> but like, I mean, that's that's just so weird that they just oh, this baby's evil, so he's British. I kind of assumed it was more like rooted in bitter feelings towards oh, like Brits. the Revolutionary yeah, War. Yeah, like that was just. I, mean, always I feel kind like of that thing. might be part of it. Yeah, I just I mean, kind of felt like that was always kind of. Look like... at again, Star Wars. Like it's Rebels versus the yeah. Empire. Even though, like, as the movies go on, especially in Return of the Jedi, the Empire becomes more and more America. Um, yeah, because like as in the Return times of the because in Return of the Jedi, the Ewoks are the Viet Cong. Wow. Because uh, George Lucas was friends with the big Vietnam movie. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> no, Ronald Reagan <laughs> wasn't even involved in Vietnam. I know that was a joke. Uh, 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 gosh, what is it? You know, the smell of napalm in the morning and all that. Oh, Francis, Francis Ford Cope, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, Apocalypse Now, thank you. Oh, uh, God, it was going to kill me. Yeah, he was friends with Francis Ford Coppola and, like, partially involved and, like, talked with him a lot about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Ewoks, weirdly, are the Viet Cong where the Empire is, the evil Empire is the United States. And it's really mm-hmm. weird when you consider, like, mm, I mean... Wars are a gray area, but that's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know, you get all sorts of messes of, like, the little teddy bear man being, uh... Yeah. <laughs> being a Viet Cong. Ew, Ewoks are just such a strange idea. Yeah. What if we could sell teddy bears, but our kinds of teddy bears? <laughs> Which, I mean, is also, I guess, in the third movie of this franchise. So that's a whole thing. Yes. <laughs> I, that's all the notes I have for this minute. Do either of you have a, a specific thing else? Yeah, um, I had one more. Okay. Woody tells Buster to reach for the sky. He does it. Andy comes in, says, "Stick him up." Oh yeah! Oh, I Buster forgot. I was gonna bring that up too. And he just runs right between his legs. Yep. Buster is responding to a toy and and not his owner's commands. Well, it's like you know sometimes, especially when a dog is first learning a trick, like it only responds to the person who taught the trick. But it's weird that they both are teaching the same trick. I guess maybe right. I think probably Woody saw Andy trying to teach Buster. Yeah. But since Woody's a toy, he probably has more time with Buster and, and was able yeah. to teach him more. And yeah. since he's, like, around the same size, you know? So <clears throat> I bet that Woody then taught the trick that Andy was trying to teach, and so Buster's starting to learn it. Yeah. I mean, really good at it. Yeah, he... Yeah. But doesn't get it with Andy. <laughs> it's just a little ear scratch. Yeah. <laughs> So oh, it's adorable. Man, now I just want to play with a hundred puppies. Only a hundred? <laughs> well, we only see one in this movie. I mean, I well, Slinky. Yeah, whatever. We see yeah. Bullseye kind of. It's weird. Horses. But yeah, other than that, uh, do you have any, like, sp- like uh, since you're new to our, our podcast, our first new guest for the sequel. Ooh. Uh, cause wow. Wow. 
Uh, we had another guest, but she'd already been on for the first movie. Do you have any, like, specific Toy Story memories or, like, favorite things, like, seeing it in the theater or anything like that for either the first or second movie or even the third, I guess? They like to share or, like... Sure, yeah. I uh, I actually... I only saw the first one... I saw the first one uh, on, like, home video, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. sometime renting it for that. And I never saw a second or third one until I had kids. Oh, yeah, uh, and sense. so I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old now, and the five-year-old he watches Toy Story two incessantly. Uh, he just <laughs> he loves it all. He just he loves this one. He watches number one and three also, but this is the one he seems to watch the most. So I, you know, my only experience with two and three is through watching it with my kid as an adult, which is great because you get to see what do they love, you see what they respond to, what they laugh at, and of course I have some favorite stuff too. But that's it, really great to watch it through there as well yeah for sure i mean that's especially because we're watching it now and analyzing it much more because we've also seen these movies as adults but we also saw them like as kids and young adults Mm -hmm. because we're a a bit younger than you were those hashtag millennials Um, (laughs) i'm hashtag gen x (laughs) right uh we can still get along folks power people whatever i don't know it's interesting because you you saw toy story 2 and 3 kind of in the same context so do you have like a ranking of can you rank the trilogy do you have like a favorite among them and a least favorite at a middle because there are only three of them (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah sure um i think that um i actually think i like the first one the least to be honest with you um interesting um, and I don't know, maybe... It's the most simplistic. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe it's because that's the one I saw before I was a parent. I don't know. Mm, um, yeah. You know, I, I'm not sure. But I, I, I think I like this one the most. I'd say 2, 3, 1. That's a good... That's yeah. good, yeah. Personally, both of us like 2 the best, which yep. is good mm-hmm. now we're talking about. Because it's just... It has the most, like, exploration into the main main characters. Whole, right. Yeah. whole deal. And, like, oftentimes if a movie trilogy is all going to be good the second one seems like it's kind of the best i mean like look at empire strikes back or look at the dark knight or any of that kind of stuff right because you have your characters established and you can explore them more but you're not getting tired of them yet Uh right i don't know i I like three i mean obviously i like toy story all of them because we're doing a podcast the the toy story podcast there's no other ones specifically about these movies because why would you make podcast about just three movies but but, um toy story 3 has some parts that kind of fall flat and toys i don't know as of right now i'm two one three but that might change when we watch toy story yeah it's i mean toy story one is a classic but there is there are a few parts that kind of fall flat yeah for sure what is this happening yeah like the whole ending after you know we analyzed it minute by minute it's like why can Buzz fly now? Yeah, and everybody <laughs> can see that. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, the end of the movie is all, they're just running through streets and flying <laughs> and exploding things. Like, <laughs> this yeah. doesn't make any sense. Well, and, and they reveal themselves to Sid, so, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, well, you what, what happens there? One kid, so you th- I mean, we had a lot of discussions about Sid, and I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit in Toy Story 3. Yeah, but like that's a whole that's a whole kettle of fish mm-hmm. that now the whole neighborhood apparently should know because you know just these this one kid knows uh-huh. just whatever. Which it's also weird. That's one thing that is very odd when looking at Toy Story One compared to the sequels is the first one they kind of go all out and reveal themselves to humans, and in the second two 
they never do that. Right. Or they never expand upon it even. Like, we don't have them considering talking to other... I mean, imagine what they would have done, like, what if they had talked to Al or talked to, like, the Air Force people. Especially in 3, I feel like. Yeah. They have this whole dictatorship... And, like, if they revealed themselves to one, like, to, like, the janitor at the side, you know? And it's, like, why is it okay to do it in one but not in the other? I mean, in other shit, it's extreme circumstance, but in that one, it was one toy could have died. And, like, in the third one, they almost all died, you know? (laughs) Or, like, in between the second and third movie, a lot of them were given away. And, And even, like, we'll see, yeah, next week of minutes that a toy... It's kind of been abandoned. It's like, mm-hmm. there's a whole, a lot of questions about toy society is related to human society that are kind of brought up by the first movie and then kind of forgotten about. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's fine. I like that this movie doesn't have to say, we're going to do the same but more, because that's right. something a lot of sequels fall into. And then they're not as good as they could be. Yeah, because it's like, oh, if I want to watch the first movie, I just watch the first movie. Yep. I don't know. This movie does, it's great because it expands on the characters, not on the plot. Right. Like, the plot has nothing to do with the first movie. Maybe some with, with Buzz. Yeah. Uh, which I feel like may be the weakest part. Of, yeah. I don't know. It feels like after the first movie they forgot what to do with Buzz. But we'll talk about that a lot more. Yeah. We're getting on a little bit with this minute. We'll just yeah. do, we'll do your plugs tomorrow. Eric, if you, can, if you can join us for the next minute, can you join us tomorrow in our <laughs> <laughs> recording studio? We're, eh, we're live. It. What, yeah, this is live. This is live. Yep. People will download this onto their phones and play it, and they'll be live every time. No, like you record it live. Oh yeah. Well, that' true. Sure. We're live. Yeah, I'm wherever you guys are right now. I'm there too. Yeah, nice. that's wherever we are. You don't know you've been kidnapped and thrown in the back <laughs> of a van. <laughs> She's just yeah. He's just here. <laughs> So uh, I guess until tomorrow, listeners, um, you've got a friend in me. And you're my favorite deputy. <laughs> Rhyming. Rhyming oh, is fun. Yeah, I guess. That's why we're still going with these en- endings about maybe? Uh, probably, probably. Okay. Sign off. All right. So bye. <laughs>